Which Carolina Panther newcomers, returning players, and coaches need to have the biggest impact for the Panthers to have a successful 2023? I'll tell you right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, and be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Fridays I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on Locked on Panthers, either at me or DM me if you'd like to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Locked on today to get 10% off your first month. We are fully entrenched in the offseason we have had free agency we've had the draft and now we're sitting in that period of organized team activities and rookie minicamp going to go on this weekend here in charlotte thursday night we're going to get these schedule dates we already know who the panthers are going to play we're just going to find out when they're going to play and i'm betting that that week one matchup will be against the houston texans right here in uptown charlotte this would make sense number one pick number two pick Two teams that are trying to bounce back. Now the Panthers, far more likely to bounce back from the Houston Texans in 2023. But two new teams, two new coaches, two new quarterbacks who are friends from California. It would make a lot of sense for that to be the week one matchup. Because when else are you really going to be that interested in it if you are a fan of the NFL and not necessarily a fan of just the Panthers or the Texans. Week one, I think, would make a great matchup for the Panthers to open up at home against the Houston Texans and would love to see the debut of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud that afternoon at Bank of America Stadium. Of course, that name might be changing here shortly. Uh, but on today's show, let's, let's look at some of the players and coaches who need to have major impacts the Panthers have a successful 2023 season. We'll start off with some of the newcomers here. In Carolina. Overall, I felt like the Carolina Panthers had a successful free agency period. We knew that they needed to add more wide receivers after trading DJ Moore. And I thought it was smart for the Panthers to make the trade up to number one, whether they're going to go to five to three to one. I felt like it was smart to do it before free agency, though, so they could tell the free agents, hey, this is our plan. Also, so that we would know what exactly the plan was going to be, that there was not going to be mystery as to what the Panthers were trying to do in the draft. What they wanted to do was take a quarterback. And with that, you then could go to these free agents and tell them, hey, this is our plan. So I felt like it was smart. When you look at some of the positions that they were able to fill, like wide receiver, tight end, the defensive line, the secondary, I thought the Panthers made a lot of smart moves. Overall in the draft, love bringing in Bryce Young. Uh, day two, don't love it as much, but we'll see how that works out with Jonathan Bingo and DJ Johnson. And then day three, love those two picks of guys who were successful, experienced players in college who I think can come in and actually have an impact early on in their Panthers careers. But looking at the three newcomers really need to have the biggest impact for the Panthers this upcoming season. Obviously, number one is Bryce Young, who I just said, if the NFL does in fact, which I think would be a no-brainer, have the Panthers open up at home week one against the Houston Texans, 
I want to see Bryce Young out there week one against that Texans team. Bryce Young is the key to the Panthers having sustained success here under Frank Reich and this new coaching staff. Frank Reich knows that he's tied to Bryce Young. All these coaches know that if Bryce Young has success, they will have success. And in turn, the Panthers will have success. And I'll be happy, you'll be happy, and David Tepper will also be very happy about what's going on here with the organization here in Carolina. I don't know what the Panthers necessarily should have playoff expectations going into the season. They were very close last year. And you look at it with Matt Rule as a coach who didn't have a clue what he was doing, the quarterback situation, the fact that they were even in position week 17 at Tampa to even be a playoff team speaks to where the roster is actually at. Now, I don't feel like they were a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender, but could they be a quarterback away from actually being a playoff team? Certainly. But there's still plenty of guys on this roster who have not – had enough success throughout their careers as far as winning games to sit there and place that expectation on the team. And I think it would be unfair to place playoff expectations on Bryce Young as a rookie as he's going to come into this organization with already immense pressure to turn things around. It's not like he's not used to it, having played at modern day high school in California, going to Alabama, and all that comes with that, and then now being the number one pick. Yes, he's dealt with the pressure, I just don't think that we need to put those expectations on him. But if he plays well, and looking at how good this defense can be and some of the other pieces that are on this offense, the Panthers will be in the conversation come December and January. Like That's what we want for the Carolina Panthers. I'm just not ready right now to say, hey, this is a playoff team. It's up to you, Bryce Young, to get it done. No, this can be a playoff team. If Bryce Young gets it done, they will be a playoff team, which is why he's on the list as someone who could have a big impact that can impact the Carolina Panthers season. And if Bryce Young plays well, well, the Carolina Panthers are probably going to be sitting right there in contention for the playoffs, maybe even a division, come December and January. The second player I'm looking at is DJ Chark. A complete overhaul of the wide receiver core for the most part here in Carolina. You look at Shai Smith, where he stands, probably, as of this moment, not going to be on the roster. We'll see how things play out, of course, uh, throughout OTAs. Really, once we get down to training camp, um, we'll see how that works out. But it's a low, it's a deep wide it's, it's a crowded room. We'll say that more so than deep. It's a crowded room with options, which they didn't really have a ton of options last year here with the Carolina Panthers, especially after you know McCaffrey was traded, even though not a wide receiver, we understand his um, standing in the passing game. Uh, then known as Robbie Anderson, now known as Chosen Anderson, who didn't provide much the last two seasons here in Carolina before being kicked out of the Rams game, then traded a couple days later. It was Terrace Marshall. It was DJ Moore. Now, DJ Moore is not here. Terrace Marshall's here as well. But now he's probably wide receiver three behind Adam Thielen and DJ Chark. Now, going into the draft... I talked about the Panthers needed a wide receiver because they didn't have anyone on the roster you could look at and say, oh, yeah, he's definitely going to be here in four or five years' time. The only wide receiver who's under contract past the 2024 season is Adam Thielen, who will be 35 years old in 2025. Now, Mingo going to sign his contract, of course, and then he would be the other wide receiver who would be under contract past 2024. But heading into the draft, it was only Adam Thielen who's an aging player, a player who I think still has something to give, but someone who, of course, is aging. DJ Chark is right there in the sweet spot of his career. In the last couple seasons, he's dealt with injuries, but he has the potential. He's a former second-round pick like Terrace Marshall, who the Panthers really want to develop, and they want to expand on his route tree, and they think that he can be an all-around wide receiver, not just a deep threat 
as that's what we looked at him when the Carolina Panthers decided to sign him. He's been a pro bowler. He's had a thousand yard receiving season. Now he's never played a full 16, now 17 game schedule, but if he's able to stay healthy and to add that deep ball element to the passing game here in Carolina and to be a veteran outlet there for Bryce Young, I think the Panthers can have a really big season. It's not just this year, but Chark plays well and he wants to stay in Carolina. That's someone who can be here for the next couple of seasons with Bryce Young. Is Thielen, who knows, supposed to be here at least in the next two seasons, maybe three. If Chark can be here as well, where you have that continuity, you have Mingo, you have Marshall for this season and next at the very least, you would feel good about at least Bryce Young having veterans to throw to a wide receiver. And Chark has the potential to be a solid player if he can stay healthy. And that's a big if for the Carolina Panthers coming up the season, but we know the potential is there. Uh, the third guy I'm looking at as far as newcomers, Von Bell. Captain in Cincinnati, played on two teams the last two years that went to the Super Bowl, then to the AFC title game. A really strong player and is a part of one of the best safety pairings in, in, the, in the NFL last year with him and Jesse Bates, who is now a division rival down there in Atlanta. Von Bell allows a guy like Jeremy Chin to no longer have to be a pure safety. He allows Jeremy Chin to play in a position that's more suited to him excelling and his defense excelling in 2023 and beyond. So Von Bell, if he comes out here and plays the way he's played the last couple seasons, that only elevates the defense. It only allows Jero Vero to utilize guys like Jeremy Chin in different avenues and facets in this defense. That's why Von Bell, I look at him as if he comes in, he plays well, plays like he's played, and he's, bit, he's a leader as well. That puts Carolina Panthers in a position where – they can have what I believe should be the best defense in the NFC South and could be one of the best defenses in the NFL as well. So Bryce Young, DJ Chark, Von Bell, those are three guys I'm looking at. If they have good seasons, especially, you know, the quarterback, the Carolina Panthers will have a good season as well. So that's three newcomers. How about three returning players that need to have a big impact for the Carolina Panthers to have a successful season in 2023? I'll tell you about those guys in just a moment here on Locked on Panthers. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched in and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. The Carolina Panthers have plenty of newcomers who they'll be relying on this year in this first season of Frank Reich at the helm as their head coach. But there's also some returning players who we would all like to see take that next step moving forward in Carolina for the Panthers to have a big year in 2023. And I'll name three of them right now, starting off with J.C. Horn. Win healthy, the key, win healthy, J.C. Horn is a lockdown corner. He is someone that you can stick on an island and not be concerned about at all. The dude has been a stud. Unfortunately, through his first two seasons, he has played 16 of a possible 34 games, missing 18. 
not ideal. Missed four games last year, missed 13 games his rookie year after breaking his foot there in Houston. And we saw the impact, especially week 17, where Keith Taylor and C.J. Henderson just were not up to the task to stop Mike Evans, Tom Brady, and that Bucks passing attack in a game that ended up deciding the division title and handing it to Tampa Bay for the second year in a row, where the Panthers were up 14-0 and certainly had a chance to get the job done that day had J.C. Horn been healthy. And, and we've talked about this. Had J.C. or Dante been healthy, maybe the Panthers are a playoff team. I would say more so if J.C. Horn had been healthy, Mike Evans does not have that big of a day. Maybe maybe he gets one because Mike Evans, he gets paid two. He's a good player as well. He doesn't get two. He doesn't get three. He doesn't have the kind of day that he had against Carolina that afternoon in Tampa Bay. But J.C. Horn, he's got to stay healthy this year for the Panthers. And they need him for his leadership, but his talent especially in this defense where you got Dante Jackson coming back from an Achilles tear. Not quite sure what kind of player Dante's going to be. You, you bring in Eric Rowe, I would guess to be that third corner. We'll see how Jamie Robinson mixes in as potentially your nickelback. And then C.J. Henderson, the Panthers let all of us know how they feel about him long-term by deciding not to exercise his 50-year option a week ago. There's Keith Taylor as well. This is a cornerback group that there's a lot of questions heading into the season about them. And I don't think there's many questions about J.C. Horn. It's just as long as he's healthy, you know J.C. Horn's going to be a solid player for you. He's the one constant in terms of if he's on the field, you feel good about him. Now with Dante, I felt good about Dante the last two seasons. Coming off the Achilles, though, I don't know how to feel about Dante Jackson and how he's going to come out and play. And I'm not saying that I don't think he can be a good player still. I just have my concerns knowing the type of injury he's coming off of and the type of player and position, of course, that he plays. And Eric Rowe, older player, what is he going to provide? Is he going to be more like an A.J. Boye a couple years ago? Or is he going to be a veteran that you can actually depend on this upcoming season to be that third cornerback in this room? C.J. Henderson, Keith Taylor, is it possible now with Jonathan Cooley, the new cornerbacks coach, and D'Angelo Hall that they are a better they're better backups, that they provide more depth? I, I don't know. But J.C. Horn, though, I, I do know when he's out there, he's someone who's a damn good player. And for the Panthers as we saw a year ago, to be in position to be a playoff team, they need him on the field. Missed four games last year, can't afford to have missed that many games this year, especially when we know that there's many questions still surrounding the rest of the guys in that cornerback room. I mentioned Jeremy Chin earlier when talking about Von Bell and what Von Bell allows Jeremy Chin to do to where he can play closest to the line of scrimmage like he did his rookie year back in 2020 where he could have been the – NFL Rookie Defensive Player of the Year. Instead, I went to Chase Young, who the Washington Commanders have now decided, oh, I don't know we really want Chase Young around here long-term as they declined his fifth-year option. Not really a surprise because of injuries. And injuries are the only thing that's ever held Jeremy Chin back. He had only missed, I think, one or two games his first uh, couple seasons in Carolina, then missed six games last year because of a hamstring. We didn't get to see him at full strength and really be the kind of player he had been before we had back-to-back 100-tackle seasons, only Luke Keekley and John Beeson, only two Panthers to do that in their first two years here in Carolina. Now Chin in a position where he could play a big nickel. He could play linebacker. He can play safety if they need him to. He's just going to be in a playmaking role. And when you bring in a player like Von Bell and you tell him, hey, 
you're going to be that safety. You're going to be one of the leaders of our defense in the back end, and we're going to bring in a guy close to the line of scrimmage who's been a really good player for us, who's going to fit this scheme as great like you. Now you want to see Jeremy Chin just be unleashed, go out there and do his thing and help this defense be one of the best defenses in the NFL. So both Horn and Chin, no matter where they play in the secondary, we know JC, he can play in the slot if need be. He can play on the on the boundary if, if that's what they want him to do. We, we understand the kind of player JC Horn is. We also understand the kind of player Jimmy Chin has been and has shown to be, and aside from last year, hasn't really had that much of an injury concern here in Carolina. So for the Panthers to have a good season, they need Jeremy Chin out there as his best self in this new defensive scheme. The third guy I'm looking at is Terrace Marshall Jr., Towards the latter part of the season last year, after Robbie Anderson, now known as Chosen Anderson, was traded away, Christian was gone, and it was just DJ Moore, and basically him as as he receiving options, he was pretty good. We saw the flashes of what he did at LSU when during that national title season. He looked at, like the best receiver early on for LSU before he suffered injuries. And we know what Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase have gone on to do in the NFL as they are arguably the best two wide receivers. If, if One of the best two wide receivers, of course, in the NFL. Is Terrace Marshall ever going to get to that level? I don't know. It, it's hard to place those expectations on him based on what his former college teammates have done. We think you get a lot more out of Terrace Marshall than we've gotten from him in his first two seasons in Carolina, and I brought this up. Now that he's finally healthy, now that he has a guy like Sean Jefferson here to work with him as his wide receiver coach, you have to believe that Terrace Marshall can carry over what he did in the final 12 weeks of the last season to this season, especially in that wide receiver three role. There's going to be other options. There's going to be more options than there was a year ago. There's Thielen, there's Chark, who I already mentioned. There's Hayden Hurst, of course. There's Miles Sanders. There's Lishka Chenault. However, he mixes into all this. There are more options there at wide receiver. I think Terrace Marshall is someone who can insert, assert himself and be a big-time playmaker for the Panthers. I've felt that way since he came out of LSU. Now, the injury with the knee and all that, that slowed him down. I think also maybe the offensive scheme or whatever the hell they were trying to do the last couple seasons also has hurt him. But now, with a fresh start, I think he can be a really good player. And last year, he led the league with 19.2 yards per catch average over the final 12 weeks of the season. Chark, we talk about him as a deep ball threat. Why can't Terrace Marshall also be that for the Carolina Panthers? Be someone that you can target in the red zone, that big physical body. I think if Terrace Marshall is solid this year, the Panthers' offense should be solid. There's an old adage that you're only as good as your third wide receiver. Well, if your third wide receiver is Terrace Marshall... He's going out there and having a big year, 700, 800 yards receiving, couple of touchdowns. I'm thinking that your D, your team, when you already have an Adam Thielen type of player, when you got a DJ Chark and you have a Hayden Hurst, and you got a guy like Miles Sanders who catches the football in the backfield as well, I'm thinking that your offense might be in pretty solid shape. So J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin, Terrace Marshall Jr., those are three guys I'm looking at who are coming back to Carolina where if they have big impacts, the Carolina Panthers can be right there at the end of the season, like I said, in playoff contention. So we looked at the newcomers. We looked at the returning players. What about the coaches? Which coaches need to stand out for the Panthers to be where we all want them to be next January? I'll tell you here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Is there anyone out there 
who is not excited about the Carolina Panthers coaching staff. I, I have yet to talk to a single person that's not fired up about it. I, I do understand when uh, Frank Reich first got the job, uh, there were people out there, myself included, who didn't love the fact that Steve Wilkes wasn't getting an opportunity. But I like Frank Reich, and I looked at the situation in Indianapolis, and I kind of related to the situation here where uh, the dude didn't really have any quarterbacks. When he did have a quarterback, though, he had success, and he's going to be someone who's going to want to come here and have stability at the most important position in the game of football. And he's someone who was able to win and had a winning record in spite of the Carson Wentz's. And even having, I guess, throw out Nick Foles out there and all the other issues that happened the last couple of years in Indianapolis once Andrew Luck retired. I think Frank Reich is a good coach. And what I really appreciate about Frank Reich was when he came here, he looked in the mirror over the last mo- couple months of after being fired in Indianapolis and looked at, hey, what can I do to be better? Like, who can I surround myself around? Who can, who can surround myself around or sur- surround myself with who can come in here and help me be a better coach? And when David Seppert asked him to go out there and hire the best coaches possible, he did that. It wasn't all buddy-buddy. Yeah, there's a guy like Parks Fraser who got a ton of experience calling plays last year once Frank was fired there in Indianapolis and Jeff Saturday was named the interim head coach and that's someone who's who wedding officiated. But it's not like Parks Frazier isn't one of those like young up-and-coming coaches anyway. So you got guys like that. You got guys like Jim Caldwell who, who would be against Jim Caldwell coming to Carolina or going to any organization in the NFL and serving in that senior assistant role. I can't name a single person who would not be fired up about that. So for me, I am so excited about what Frank Reich and his coaching staff is going to provide for the Carolina Panthers. And you look at the last couple of seasons, I think we have clearly found out what separates teams on Sundays. And I guess also on Thursdays, uh, sometimes Saturdays, Mondays. And I guess it's going to be a Friday. I'm a Black Friday game. Don't know if the Panthers will be in that. But we know what separates teams in the NFL on Sundays, when you have a salary cap league, what's meant for every team to go nine and eight, eight, and nine, what separates them? The quarterback and the coach. Well, the Panthers didn't have a quarterback the last couple seasons, and they definitely did not have a coach until the last 11 games of last season. They now have, I think, a quarterback that can help separate them, and they certainly already have a guy who has demonstrated as a coach can separate himself on Sundays. So the coaching is so important for the Panthers. And when you have a staff like they have now, that can take them over the top. It's not just Frank Reich, but it's the other assistants, the coordinators that he now has here in Carolina that can get the Carolina Panthers over the hump where they're not losing every game where they give up 17 points (laughs) and that they're not losing a bunch of one-possession games, which that really week in and week out is what these NFL games are. And being able to do the little things and be well-coached help you win those games. So when I look at the three coaches who I really feel like need to have the biggest impact, aside from obviously Frank Reich, the first one I think is an obvious one for a lot of us. Jero Averro. Everyone was fired up when he was hired here in Carolina. I looked at it as the dude interviewed, didn't get the job. Is he really going to come? Well, money talks. And being in this situation and with these players, like we've already mentioned, J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin, Derek Brown, Shaq Thompson, Brian Burns, and not to mention the dudes that they brought since. Why would you not want to sign up for this kind of defensive situation that he's now inheriting after his first year as a DC in Denver, had a top 10 defense in 
multiple statistical categories in the NFL as a first-time play caller, and he brings Dom Capers, the first-ever Panthers head coach, here with him in a senior defensive role to where he's so respected that he got multiple head coaching interviews and that a former head coach wanted to follow him back to the place where 20-some-odd years ago he was a head coach. That speaks volumes. And the system that he now has, I think, is a great fit for what we have here in Carolina. Now, you had to bring in guys like Sean Williams. You had to go out and bring guys like Shai Tuttle to show up the defensive line. And we'll talk more about that here momentarily. But I like the fit of Jero Vero here in Carolina. And if even if it's just a season. And my thing is, too, like if it's just a season, that means job well done. That means he's getting another job as a head coach somewhere in the NFL. So, for the Panthers, what they've historically been is a very physical, strong defense. And they have not been able to stop the run the last couple of years. I want to see that change. I want to see this team get after the passer. I want to see the secondary be more consistent. And I look at it, and what Ajero Averro can bring and has brought to the table and where he's been in the past. If he has this scheme right and he's got these guys bought in, they get on on, on track quickly, again, going to be one of the best defenses in the entire NFL. Now, in part two, this defense, like I said, they need to be better against the run. And it feels like it's been a while since you had a defensive line here in Carolina that you really trust and believed in. Like, when was the last time we could look at a defensive line and be like, okay, yeah, those guys are nasty? Was it 2015? Maybe 17? When we had, when Charles Johnson was still here, when we had Kawan Short. Was like the la- is that the last time you could really look at this defensive line and be like that is a strength of the team? The last couple of years, you've had aging units. You had guys like Gerald McCoy who came in. You felt really good about them and Bruce Irvin, but then they didn't really provide that much because of injury. And also, it's just did the three four scheme really fit them a couple of years ago? Now you have a unit that is it's younger, but also got some experience. Derek Brown's coming off of his best year. Of his career so far after his third season here in Carolina. He just had his fifth-year option exercise. You now bring in Shai Tuttle, who's been a starter in New Orleans. He's now back home in the Carolina. Same thing with Deshaun Williams, who has experience in this system, having worked with Jero Vero last year in Denver. So you bring in some more defensive linemen to fit this scheme. You need to have them playing their best. And it's a game still. You talk about quarterbacks, talk about coaches. It's a game that's won at the line of scrimmage. The Carolina Panthers struggled the last couple seasons as well because they did not have a good offensive line. Last year when they had a good offensive line, that was a catalyst for their turnaround in the second half of the season when they ran the damn ball. This year, they didn't even stop the run, which they have not really done successfully for the last couple seasons. And Todd Wash, as a defensive line coach here in Carolina, working with Derrick Brown, hopefully taking him to the next level, taking a shy Tuttle and hopefully taking him to the next level, and then incorporating guys like Deshaun um, Williams. And we'll see what a guy, a Mark McCall can do and some, uh, and some other guys like Bravion Roy, like what they can provide uh, to the Carolina Panthers defensive line room. Like Todd Wash, look at him as, dude, go out there, get these guys in line. Because the last couple of years, like having Terrence Knighton as a defensive line coach, and I, honestly, I forget who was even there before, it, it wasn't good enough. And we saw that the college guys that Matt Rule brought to coach the defensive line just were not up to snuff, where Todd Wash has the experience. And I'm looking at him as someone who needs to get these guys back to being a dominant unit, get to the Carolina Panthers back to stopping the run and being a physical defensive team at the point of attack. So, Jero Vero, Todd Wash, one of the same, like the defense. Those two guys, if Vero, he's calling the scheme, Wash, he's coaching those guys positionally, 
they get on the right, the right track, this can be a very good defense. And then lastly, Josh McCown. It, it was an interesting hire. Josh McCown has never been a quarterback coach in college or at the NFL level. But, of course, he's played the position. He's interviewed for head coaching jobs. And, hell, the Houston Texans, without a Rooney rule, probably would have hired him uh, one of the last two seasons had they actually had the opportunity to do so. He's someone I look at where it's great that they have Frank Reich around. It's great that they have Thomas Brown. It's great that they have so many more experienced coaches around him. But I'm looking at Josh McCown as, like, that mentor, but also someone who, of course, is going to have to coach the fundamentals. And if you watch the video breakdown, uh, I think it was Underdog Fantasy, and it was um, Josh Norris. So we're going to have to get on the show again here, um, who was talking to Josh McCown, breaking down the quarterbacks, and he was breaking down Bryce Young. And you could already see just how intelligent he is and how much of an understanding he has for the position because, well, he played it. And you can think about, okay, well, like, what is a quarterback coach really – like, what's he going to be able to do? Is he really that kind of a quarterback coach? I don't know. But what I saw – at least on that tape, and how he's able to dissect what a player's strengths are, what a player's weaknesses are, and, and also to look at, okay, hey, this is what we can build on. Like, these are the areas of improvement, but also, like, man, like you got a good player here. He already understood the guy that they were bringing to Carolina, and he's not that far removed from it. I think Josh McCown, you look at Andy Dalton as being a mentor, I look at Josh McCown kind of in the same way. Yes, he's got the coach's position, all the footwork and all that kind of stuff, but at least for his first year, as a quarterback coach, I'm just looking for him to kind of be like buddy, buddy, big bro to Bryce Young and, you know, do the other stuff as well. But it's not like he's the only one in here that coaches the quarterback. Like, you're going to have Caldwell there. You're going to have Frank Reich there. McCown can kind of play a different role in that three-headed monster of a quarterback coaching staff that the Carolina Panthers have. So I'm excited to see what the staff can do. Jero Vero, massive hire, Todd Wash important, especially at the defensive line. And Josh McCown, hey, he's not the most experienced, but I do think that he has a big role to play here for the Carolina Panthers this upcoming season. And what he's able to do to get into um, Bryce Young's ear and be able to help him with his fundamentals, that could be very big for the Carolina Panthers to have an incredibly successful season coming up here in 2023. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where, well, I guess Thursday night is when the NFL schedule comes out, so I may on Thursday do a mailbag instead of doing it on a Friday, but we'll figure it out. Either way, just at me or DM me. And I'll get to those questions uh, by the end of the week. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And I'll talk to you all on Wednesday.